0: Tune in to Refresh Radio with Regina Johnson. Who is Regina Johnson? Regina Johnson. Author, pastor, motivational speaker, and life coach. Regina is inspirational, motivating others to live out their purpose. Regina Regina is is passionate, tenacious, and relentless about helping others fulfill their destiny. Her goal is to bring a refreshing to someone's life. Join us every Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Dial in to share your heart with Regina at 657-383-0309. That's 657-383-0309. And remember that Regina says... We all
1: know you really haven't failed until you stop trying. I want to be to people what others have been to me.
0: And so that's, that's really the purpose of Refresh, it's the end of the day, for people to feel refreshed. So call in at 657-383-0309. That's 657-383-0309. You'll be blessed by her wisdom, strategies, and encouragement. That's Refresh Radio with Regina Johnson, a never It so good sports media network.
2: like to welcome you to Refresh. I'm Regina Johnson, your host, and uh, I'd like to also give a quick shout out uh, today to all of my NHIC listeners and all of the hosts that are on the air today, as well as our girl, Princess Cooper. Uh, today is going to be an exciting show. We are looking forward to uh, your feedback as uh, the show goes on. We have a live listening audience today. I want to welcome you guys in today. Go ahead and give it up for As well as we have four guests, what well, we are discussing on today uh, about our marriages. Marriage isn't easy, and also uh, fatherhood is forever. We're going to combine those two, and uh, we're going to get started. Our guest today is Sharif and David Reed. Let's give it up for them. As well as, um, man, I'm going to mess your name up. Wren. No, Wren. What is your real name, Wren? Wren. Oh, you know, just Wren. Just, okay, Wren uh, Washington and his lovely bride, Chantrell. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now, before I go any further, because I know they're wondering, what is your name? Warrensky. Warrensky. I had all kinds of runs runs in my head. It was getting ready to go real bad. I want to welcome you guys here as well as our listening audience. Um, And I think that today's show is going to be very enlightening and going to help uh, couples as well as uh, some fathers here uh, today, Uh, not only just in our audience, but those that are listening. I think it's important for us to come to a place that we value relationships, Mm -hmm. especially marriages. And we don't go into them with the mindset that they are disposable uh, because people are not disposable. Amen. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then how uh, a lot of times when relationships unravel, because they do, I'd like to say, you know, I don't know of any divorces, um, but I'm among those statistics, not now, but I married young and divorced. And, but, you know, God, he opened up a door. Fortunately, I didn't have any children in that. You'll see a lot of times it's getting better. I got to give the men a kudos for that, um, where they will uh, divorce the wife and divorce the children, or the wife will divorce from uh, the husband, you know, the couple separate. And then what we will see is um, that they will uh, either keep the kids away and, and not allow a relationship to happen. and uh, Which is unfortunate. And many children have to wait until they are adults. To actually have a relationship with either their mother or their father. And, their, and the information they've been given. Uh, many times has been tainted. And so they have to break through all of that. One thing I'd like to say is that marriage definitely is covenant with God. And it's supposed to last forever. Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that all the time. Um, but... I'm going to tell you what does last forever. You can never, once you've had a child, you can never not be a mother, and fatherhood lasts forever. We always hear that, you know, moms, they last forever. But really, whether you claim your child or not, you are still a father. Excuse me, whether you take responsibility for them or not, you're still a father. And so, um, we're going we're gonna to start moving today. Uh, let's start right here with uh, Shreetha and David. You guys have been married for how long? Fourteen years. For oh, Fourteen years. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to just kind of, I don't want to talk about the fluffy stuff. I want to yeah. talk about the stuff that helps marriages sustain. What is one of the places where you guys uh, can say definitively was one of the roughest spots that you had to get over as a couple? And I'm talking about in your relationship. You
3: gotta pick one. No, I'm just well, you can <laughs> Well, we're gonna start out with one. Uh, we're gonna start out with one. We're gonna start out with one. You know, I would say at the beginning. Um, at the beginning, the whole maturity, um, not being selfish. Uh, I, I would say I would say at the beginning. Um, like I said, when we got married, we were I was 20, he was 21. Um, and so, of course, when you're single, you're very, <clears throat> you know, self-consumed. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and so, uh, just kind of getting married and um, transitioning into, you know, now I have a now you have a partner. Um, I, I enjoy still going out. He did it. And so, for me, it took a little longer to kind of uh, transition, you know, from mm-hmm. that single role and that. That caused some uh,
2: friction,
3: mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, yeah, I was say at the beginning. So basically,
2: so you were still ready to, still wanting to hang out, party, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he had already kind of just moved past him, like, that, I'm right? A
3: husband now, right, team, my family, right. I, I didn't make it there. So what did you do you think that?
2: caused that? Not just him to be ready, but you not to be ready? I don't
3: know. Um, what was, was your the,
2: what was your take on marriage? Did you see it still as okay. kind of like more or less like a friendship where you could just you know hey? Okay, you so know? I'm,
3: I'm thinking that if I still like to go out, that he could join me. Okay. Um, th- I think that's what I was thinking, and so when that didn't happen, then there was that frustration of, well, why don't you want to go? You know, we can do it together, but him not wanting to him not wanting to do that. So I, I think I wanted him to do what I was doing. Um, and and that he should see or understand that there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not doing anything wrong. (laughs) I I just still
2: want to do it. What was your take on it, David?
3: Um,
4: It was definitely
2: priorities that
4: um, I think we kind of struggled with in that um, was like communication, like, like Sharitha was saying, um, she kind of still wanted to go and party at that time. She liked to drink and I grew up very old school. So to me, just seeing a woman drinking or smoking just didn't didn't fit. You know, it's like, come on, you're beautiful. And you put that ugly thing up next to your face. You know, so for us, it was, you know, she still kind of wanted... And let me say this, I trusted her uh-huh. no matter what. So it wasn't like so you were it wasn't afraid, afraid going go out. I was afraid that yeah. she was going to go out, hook up with somebody. That, that never even crossed my mind. Uh-huh. Even sometimes she might have came in late with her friends, you know, mm-hmm. from going out. That never crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. I just, I just when, I can remember this, when we first got married, something happened inside of me. Okay. See, to me, I knew that I was created to marry and have children and be a family member. I knew that that was part of my destiny. So, to for her and I to sit and talk about getting married, to me, life had just changed in this dream that I had always had. Mm-hmm. So, I was ready. Mm-hmm. My mind was made up that, you know, but not knowing all the ins and outs and do's and don'ts in a marriage, but I just knew that to be faithful, faithful, and to be the husband that she needed to be, the the father that my children needed,
2: mm-hmm. I was ready. Right. So, what what do you think helped prepare you to to be ready, or is it, is it something that you saw, or is it something that you did not see and you desired that thing? It was both. Okay. I saw my I saw my grandparents
4: uh-huh. really love each other take care of their family, really work together. My grandfather always was a business owner, and I watched them handle things. I never really saw them argue. I remember one time in my life I ever heard them. I didn't even think they argued right. because I, I never saw. it. Right. I, I didn't even think they had disagreements because I never saw them have a disagreement. Everything was always uh, about family. So um, I saw that, but then I, I my parents divorced, so I never... Grew up where, um, like my mom and my dad was married together. So I remembered at a young age making an uh, pact in my heart to say that when I have
2: children, uh-huh.
4: I am going to raise my children with their mother.
2: Yeah, yeah.
4: So it was kind of both sides that that pushed
2: me wow. to to want to make sure to that, want to do that. Right. To want to do it. So by the time you came to the place of, uh, marriage, just as you said, uh, previously, you weren't interested in anything else that, no. yeah, yeah. Well, now I'm, I'm going to ask you this question because you said, uh, like, you know, she was still partying a little bit, still drinking. So, you know, just kind of, didn't you know that before you asked her to marry? Well, I did know that she liked to party mm-hmm. and I didn't know she liked to drink uh-huh. because we dated. Uh
4: huh. And so I knew that that was what right. that was. Okay. The, the thing was for her and I is mm-hmm. we actually, did a shut-in, like, mm-hmm. for a whole week. Right. I think, like, a whole week, right? Or oh, it was, like, two weeks. It was, like, a whole week. She so did a shut-in? So we did, like, a talk, like a oh, conversation. okay, okay. And we put everything on the table. Okay. So we're talking about things, and we, we wanted to discuss things that maybe she she didn't like that I was doing, uh-huh. things that, that I kind of didn't like. And we had agreed to work through these things. Uh-huh. So her and I had this talk. So I I... Like one of our, our our agreements was okay, you can drink, but I don't want you to drunk.
2: Okay. And and meaning kind of you need tr- to control. <laughs> you drink,
4: you drink, but yeah, you're drunk, right? You, I need you to control the consumption of what you're taking in, right? And then I didn't want her drinking around the baby, which was which wasn't agreed. Uh-huh. So she can have you know her Coronas or whatever, but I right. keep them in the refrigerator. Keep them out in the refrigerator outside. So there were some things that we. Agreed to uh-huh. the the dancing and the partying thing. I I knew that right away. I were <laughs> laughing. Never, you're like man. <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to be able to be like.
5: It's coming. Like you're coming. not going. It's you're perfect. not
4: going to do it. You know. Go ahead. Yeah. But um, I knew that. I knew that Charitha liked to do it for fun. Right. So it really didn't bother me too too much mm-hmm. until she started staying out late. <laughs> right. You know, Damn, that's kind of
2: that's part of the party, as they what go. What they go. Yeah. Why
1: Why yeah, you don't come in at 10, <laughs> you go out, until you go your out, out, your
2: out at 10. Though. Right, you could come, you go party from 7 to 10 o'clock, <laughs> you <laughs> you get know, yourself back, get you get back, back in house. Yeah, no, so <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you definitely be by yourself, and the club <laughs> would be closed. <laughs> so, there
1: were
4: things that we put in place to kind of work through it. Right. And I, it and even then I didn't it wasn't like I was just hard i like we talked about this we talked about that right. I, I still was very patient right with with it you know like
2: hey babe she's laughing over here she's like I like patient patient was
4: patient <laughs> well I really was at the very yeah. beginning I was very patient oh yeah you no, know I, probably, I pushed it
2: you did? Well, she definitely pushed it. Yeah, she definitely. Pushed it. Well, we know her, so we're gonna act like, we're gonna act well, like we don't know yeah, her. I
4: really was. I was very patient yeah. because I knew that she just she just did it for fun. It was no it was no personal game. Right. It was not like right. she was trying to be with you know and do different things. I just right. knew that she likes to dance and have fun. I knew that that's what. And and another thing that really helped me uh-huh. in that situation with her mm-hmm. is because um, we had the same friends. So the same friends we grew up. I trusted them. I trusted her. They knew we were married. Mm -hmm. They knew me. They knew her. So our friends were mutual.
3: So they
2: knew both of us. Okay, so uh, it wasn't a distrust. It was you did, but there were just boundaries. Correct. That you just did not want her to cross over. Correct. Hey, look, we didn't even get a chance to get to the other couple yet, Um, but we'll be right back uh, in just a moment. You're listening to Refresh.
0: The Word of the Lord Through Music Ministry On Gospel 107 We're live on NHISG 101.1 Every Sunday Gospel music From legends Lee Williams Rance Allen And Shirley Caesar Join us for Sunday service Delivered by Pastor Regina Johnson Pastor Russell Moore And Pastor Johnny Ray Noble Bible Study With Pastor Aaron B. Williams And Christian Talk Radio With Pastor Annette Watson Pastor Annie Sally. Pastor Warren Sally and Benita Coney. Gospel 107. Every Sunday, a Never Had It So Good 101.1. Had it so good, 101.1 is proud to have talk radio on their platform. Like Pastor Regina Johnson, Refresh Radio, James Deshey, Thoughts, Love, and Reflections. Daquan King, Revive Radio, Warren Sally with Man K Radio. Sky Wonders with Unmuted, Your Voice Matters. Wake Up Call Radio with Pastors Warren and Annie Sally. Peace Within Radio with Henry Washington. The Bible Has the Answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams. Dig Radio with Pastor Annette Watson. Crazy Sports Mom with Doretha Anderson. Been There, Done That with Cindy Smith. Pave Your Way to Success with Rudy and Michelle Govan. Spiritually Reincarnated with Gilbert Signs. In Times Like These with Benita Coney. Sports Talk Atlanta with Matt D. and Travis McGee. Sports Talk Carolina with Andre White and Neek Emerson. Sports Talk Money Podcast with Elliot Johnson. Power 803 with Reverend John Robinson. Totally Healed Radio with Angel Anderson. Bless This House Gospel House with Bishop Timothy Henderson. And It's a Way Out and a Way to Stay Out with Marlon Reed. I'm talking about absolutely the best talk show host in the country right here. I never had it so good. one-on-1.1, the world's World radio, radio station
2: Good evening. I want to welcome you back to Refresh. Um, we are here with two lovely couples. We're discussing uh, marriage. Um, the topic of the show is marriage is not easy and fatherhood is for forever. And um, we were just talking before the break with um, David and Sharika Reed on what was the bumpy spot, of the part that challenged them the most in their marriage. And so we are here. With not only David and Shreeth Reed, but we're here also with Ren and Chantrell uh, Washington. And so either one of you guys can take this. But has been, because you guys have been married. Now, David and Shreeth have been married, what, 14 years? And you guys have been married a little less time than that. So you've been married, what, five years? Five years. Is that right? Okay, so I want to ask you guys because, you know, normally we talk about marriage and stuff like, oh, yes, and then we dated and we love it. <laughs> uh, 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 you know, it's like it was so sweet. And, you know, oh, honey, cinderella. Okay, so we're past that, right? We still love each other, but what would you say has been the most challenging? The most challenging thing? Um,
6: for, for me, it's walking in my complete roles of being a husband, my duties of being a husband, and understanding my roles, like not to put certain people over certain. Like once you get married, your wife comes first. God comes first, and then it's your wife. Right. Like I had it trouble with that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got caught all up. I had it. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. Trouble. With but
6: that. I had I had trouble with it because I would put my mother over my wife, and that's something that you can't do. Uh huh. And God gives His order, and He gives His order for a reason because. Right. Like I noticed now. I noticed. That seeds were planted
1: throughout
6: mm-hmm. the relationship,
1: mm-hmm.
6: and over time it escalated, mm-hmm. and it, it just got to a bad point. Right. But there has to be order, and there has to be respect. Uh-huh. And um, it's a it's a learning experience. It's right. Everything everything happens for a reason. Right. Like divorce is out of the question, so you have to communicate with one one another, and you have to uh, communication is a, a big key. And and stand in touch with one another, and especially if you have kids with with each other. Mm -hmm. Because you can't just get up and walk out and leave your your family. And you got little kids. And, like, as a husband, your role is to take care of your household. Right. And it makes it so much harder when you're separated or in two different households. Mm -hmm. It's going to make it harder to take care of the household that you have established, plus take care of yourself.
2: Right. Not unless you're a
6: millionaire,
2: but <laughs> right. 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 So what you it was just knowing your role. Yeah. What what made it uh, difficult? Did you have an example
3: of that role? Yeah.
6: Well, I put my mother before my wife for a little while and then it got to a point where it escalated and exploded and all
2: <laughs> <laughs> And all of that yeah, stuff,
6: right? I almost lost my No, let,
2: let me go back to let me go back to that. Did you have because there are people that are listening, they're saying like okay, well, how did you, how did it get like that? Like, did you, did your father put his mother before your mom or, or was your father not in the house uh, per se? Is this, you know, what was, what was uh, the thing that you patterned after or is it, was it the relationship? Because that's one thing that, that uh, Pastor Joe and I have started to do now is we're not looking so much at the manifestation, uh, the reaction. It's like, how did I even get, How how was I, where did it start? That's that's what sort I'm of saying. Where did it start? For me, it was when my father
6: died. Because I was blessed to have both my parents in the house. Okay. But when my father died, he was the backbone. And then I think my mom struggled with a lot of things once he died. hmm And I always told myself that I would pick up the slack that he left off. Oh, okay. And
2: so okay. so I put
6: a lot of pressure on myself.
2: Uh-huh.
6: And that's not my responsibility. That's God's
2: responsibility. responsibility. Yeah. Come on.
6: And so. Yeah. Um. Don't put more on yourself than than what's necessary. Uh-huh. Trust in God and let God
7: work
2: things out. Come on, all right. How about
7: you, Shantra? Um, I think uh, the like he said the situation with um his mom. Um, simply because when we got married, I felt um, when we were together, I was like, okay, whatever, we just together. But when we got married, I felt like I had an an obligation to take care of him and to take care of the kids. That was my responsibility and so then I felt like okay well if I feel like that then he's supposed to feel like that too and nothing should come before me and the kids but for it with him it wasn't like that He still like the like you said the situation with his mom and he still wanted to hang out with his friends and he kind of like wanted to have his own life and then I'm trying to have this married life and I did I had I had examples of good marriages and I had examples of bad marriages so I knew what I wanted I knew what I wanted to have in a marriage and when I wasn't getting it it just like he said exploded
2: you know it's so funny it's like with both the couples you had one they're like I mean like man if you and Sharifa have been married you would <laughs> <laughs> Right off the bat. And uh, no, if you two were, you all know, you know, but isn't that something? Marriage is never like that, right? You have two people that are almost like completely opposite, but yet the same, you know, uh, and, and, and the battle begins and the battle begins. I want to ask you this question. How long did it take you both of you guys, both couples, um, because I know it was like, well, let me back up for a second. So, Chantel, you said that, but what about, like, even with you, what was it that was hard for you, things that you saw that maybe I need to deal with my own, myself? Um,
7: mine was because I, I was always taught to be independent. Mm-hmm. Uh. And so um, when we first got married, I I was I made the most money. I took care of everything, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Um, and so when I had to let that go, and completely depend on God and and my husband. That that was very <laughs> <laughs> it's like I couldn't control the situation. Uh-huh. Basically I couldn't be in that leading role. Wow. And so that was my issue. Wow. It still is just a little bit
2: There's still still
7: a little still, still about that big. Bigger. <laughs> yeah, right here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's
2: like learning how to how hard was that for you to come to a place, Sharita, of submission. And like you know, like he is your head. I know that made some female on the air <laughs> just right there. She like submission. What the world?
3: <laughs> kind of craziness. It took a while because much like Chantrell I've, I've always been a go getter, very independent, kind of self motivated. So um, it, that whole submission thing was mm-hmm. it just was <laughs> I, I really couldn't even come to me in that. So. Probably for like the first five or six years. (laughs) They've been looking at you like, did she ever get it? They know they looking at Scott like,
2: Like, let let me know when you got it. Oh, no, no. At least
3: (laughs) the first half was. Well,
7: that's good because I'm still in that first right. half. So I understand so that. That's why I'm feeling
3: so like. So I was the 14, probably at least, at least, you know, the first. I was mm-hmm. gonna say half, but maybe 10 for the last mm-hmm. four years. <laughs> Just because it's a whole, it's a mental thing, mm-hmm. right? So it, it for it kind of goes back to that thing when you say I'm gonna take divorce off the table, right? If if it is on the table for a person that's independent, you kind of always have. You know, in the back of your mind, I still need to maintain mm-hmm. that sense of independence in case, uh, you know, this doesn't work out, and mm-hmm. I don't want to be just left uh, struggling or, or some type mm-hmm. of way. And so I think that that was the reason it took me so long, just because when you, you know, I'm, we're young, I'm thinking, I don't know if we're gonna be together for right. next fifteen <laughs> years, you know, but right. like, what if something happened? So it, it was, it was a still an option. Um, you know, if it ever got too bad, then you can always divorce. You can always so yeah. You always need to keep keep that little escape hatch yeah, yeah, over yeah. to the side. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's important when we counsel
2: people, we always tell them that um, divorce needs not be an option. When in divorce is not an option, it forces you yeah. to have. But you can't be in a marriage and only one person in the yeah. marriage yeah. is saying <laughs> it's not an option. <laughs> right? It's like an agreement that both of you have to have and say, you know what, it's not an option, Mm -hmm. and I'm telling you, that's a gutsy thing, because when I was married the first time, I was looking for, like, I mean, I was searching scripture, like, how (laughs) can I get up, how's (laughs) this month, right here, this needs to end, and I'll never forget the Lord telling me, like, I was complaining, because, you know, that's one thing, part of maturing, it's always somebody else's fault, always, it's your fault you know it's, it's your mom's fault it's your uncle's fault it's, it's the kid's fault it's the job it's it's always someone else's fault and i remember i was trying to do that it's somebody else's fault and i remember the lord corrected me strongly he was like well actually if you were if you are the wife if you really was his wife you would have um you would have had the, the drive to stay with him until he came to the other side so, you know, like I was so like, this ain't my husband, this ain't my husband, this ain't the one that the Lord gave me, and the Lord was like going, you know what, yeah, you're right, but you're not his wife either, you know, like you don't want to look at it from that place like that, I may be an equal contributor to all of the drama, you know, like it's not just him. Okay, so so anyway, I want to, I want to just kind of push a little bit further, so how long did it take you, I'm talking to the men how long, and I know you said at break, right, like I'm still in the process of it, yeah. but I mean like surely there were some moments of clarity when you realized, now David, you said you just came out the womb ready to be a hug. <laughs> 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 so it's going to be pretty easy for you, bro. So like uh, when you made up your mind, like really I don't even have to talk to you, I'm going go to go over here read Like, uh, you know, both of you guys, there had to be along the way. That uh, that we, you know, like when you're you're like going, you know what? Enough is enough. I I, I need to be a man. Yeah. When, when did that happen?
6: Uh, for me, it was probably like two three weeks uh, <laughs> ago. Okay. I was, uh, well, okay. I, I
2: mean,
6: we all know about the accident, but not everybody. Like I could have been gone, and right. I honestly don't believe God left me here to just watch my family He took it up. To right. So I had right. to evaluate myself and realize what I was doing wrong. And, uh-huh. and correct
2: myself. Right, and, right. And, so. He was actually talking about about what, about three weeks ago, right. you had a horrible car accident, was hit by a drunk driver in the side of your car coming back. You had gone home on break and uh, in the middle of the night, because you work night shift and uh, was hit. Uh, she T boned your car. I mean, the pictures are like, ugh. And so, um, and yeah, you could have been killed. Um, but you weren't. You suffered. How many broken ribs? You had eight broke. You had eight broken ribs. And um, um, how many discs?
6: My lumbar had four fractured.
2: Four fractured discs in your lower lumbar. My my kidney was torn and my liver was torn. Your liver was almost torn completely in yeah. half. If it
6: was uh, one more centimeter, I would have bled
2: to death. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. But my God. It's for God. Yeah. Wow. So that was an eye-opener. Up until that point, you kind of your own man. Yeah. Up until, yeah. up until
6: then. Then I realized the things that she was wanting, I wasn't actually giving it to her as a husband. Right. To be the husband that she married, I wasn't giving it
2: to her. You weren't giving it to her. Making her happy and all that. Stuff. Right, was right, selfish. right. It's a two-way street, though. I want you guys to remember that. That's definitely a two-way street. But, you know, kudos to you for recognizing that there were some places that need to be corrected. How about you, David? I know you were ready to get married, but oh. I know at 21, just because I know, I know Joe, <laughs> that, that you know it take a minute before you can really get rid of some stuff.
4: In, 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 in that um, for, for me, it's, I had it happen on two occasions. Mm-hmm. One, the first one, the first one, the Lord actually spoke to me in a prayer service. To tell me that I could not leave my wife. Wow. That's the first thing. Wow. No one knew that I had my bags packed in my truck and I'm like, I'm
2: done. Wow. I'm, I'm finished.
4: I'm tired of fussing. I'm tired of fighting. Wow. You know, I'm done. Wow. Fighting. I'm tired of I'm done. And I uh go to prayer service tonight. The Lord tells me I can't leave her. The Lord reminded me of a prayer that I prayed asking for a wife. That was the first time. That shifted my mind on the option of leaving. Okay. That was the, that's the first. The second one, I'm throwing another fit. We're fighting, fighting, busting, we're going through things. And this is where the maturity came in. Mm-hmm. God, there were two things that the Lord told me. The first, one of the things He told me that I was not managing my family correctly. Mm-hmm. The second thing He told me is that if I'd have asked Him for what I was looking for in her now, that He gave me that for. Wow. But mm-hmm. since. I was asking for it in this place that he had plans to give it
6: to me, but there was things that needed to be worked out in me
2: first. Wow! Wow, Ren, you had your what was it? Uh, uh,
6: no, I was just gonna say that in the midst of the struggles, don't do a physical fight. Go to war spiritually, yeah. And pray, right? Because God's the only one that can fix.
4: She was saying
2: what she needed to say, but there was a lot that she was not saying. That's the one thing, too, that about um, women, is that you have to be able to, as males, and a lot of times, poor men, y'all just miss it. Um, because what you think we're saying, that is not what we're saying. I remember there would be times, like even in our marriage, especially at the beginning, that Joe, he was going to be the better man. He was going to be the better man that I experienced. Uh, that a better man that I married, you know he was just going to be the better man, which means that i 'm going to rescue you from everything when in actuality i didn 't want to be rescued, I just wanted to be understood, and so um he would he would start trying to rescue or answer you know we 'd start talking, and then he 'd start telling me what you need to do and this this, this this and I would just like you know like shut down, and then I remember later on, finally one day I was just like going, look this. Uh, I know you're probably not going to understand this. I really don't want you to do anything about it. Now, I remember looking, I had this kind of dumb-bound dumb kind of look on his face. I'm like, I don't I don't want you to fix it. I just need for you to hear me. I just want you to talk. I just want to talk, and I want to vent, and I want to, you know, whatever. And, uh, and then we as females have to understand what it means to release your husband to fix something for you. It is not going to look like what we would do. And so then when they go and fix it, And then it's all tore up. (laughs) And we're wondering, you know, like, why? And that's the other thing where we have to protect each other in marriages. It's like you have to protect your mate because he is going to resolve it differently than how you are. And then you have to protect your wife because there's going to be things that she's not going to say that you need to understand that there is an underlying meaning behind her actions. Because one of the things that we deal with is being, is being quiet, shutting off and just and just being quiet. And so we need to make sure there is a baby in the studio. We need to make sure that communication is always uh, open for us, that we're steady um, communicating with each other and uh, the doors are open. Hey, look, we have somebody that's in here with the kids, so we're going to go ahead and take our break. We'll address that, but we'll be right back You've been listening to Refresh.
3: Yelling action, no cameras and no acting. It's real life truth. We packing our god is great, no magic Father made plans, and the sun came to that. Born of a virgin and died on the pilot, pilot,
1: He
2: don't need one, but he's still flat. Roses did the reverse die. No lie, no lie, boy, coming back. I hope you're on the scene for the sky. crowd I'm headed to the party with a light at Holla at me, I got you. evening we want to welcome you back to refresh if you missed the show you need to go back and download it uh we are talking about you know marriage is not easy and fatherhood is forever so how do you put those two together easily um as we were discussing earlier that sometimes when marriages even when the marriage does not work it does not mean that we no longer get to be the parent that we were in the middle of it um I, I wish I had time to really go back and and talk about some of the marriage things for those that are just tuning in. So you guys be sure and download the show. Uh, you're going to be blessed by. It. We have two incredible couples in two different places in their journey in marriage. Um, uh, Chantrell and Ren Washington and Sharitha and David Reed. Um, we are discussing, you know, just uh, the the not-so-fluffy things, beyond the flowers and the hearts and the candies. How do we help our marriages to last? Uh, I want to jump right in because, you know, this is a month of Father's Day. And, um, you know, uh, I, I want to talk to you guys about how you feel about being a dad and what do you feel like is one of the most important roles that that you, should, you could have. Um, Rand, I'll start with you.
6: They always gonna be looking up to you and watching every move that you make. So it's it's important to make smart decisions throughout life because mm-hmm. what you show them is they're gonna keep it in their mind and they're gonna think that it's okay. But if that's the wrong image that you're showing them, it's not okay. And so throughout life, the stuff that you uh, put into them or that they learn, they're gonna use that later on. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to teach them disrespect to where they're growing up disrespecting their wife or anybody else. And so it's it's morals that you want to teach your kids. And um,
2: what do you like the most about being a dad?
6: I like my family. I like being around my family and um
2: doing doing the family things
6: together, like spending time with the kids, being able to show them. See, I have three boys. Oh, um, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it, for me, it's mostly sports and game, video games. Right. And I like to show them the, the techniques. And see like, Josh is in T-Ball now. So I get to go out there with him. Well, not right now, but.
2: Right. You know, <laughs> You're recuperating. Yeah,
6: just, <laughs> right. But normally? I would go out there with him when I was him the, the fundamentals of the game. Mm-hmm. And then, like, with, with Cam, football, and all that, it's the same fundamentals of the game. Right. And then um, sitting in the living room playing the video game, it's, it's always nice to have somebody that can compete with you
2: <laughs> not on the same level. Right, right. <laughs> so you like beating your kids. Yeah, well, he you can beat me you, can beat you now, right? <laughs> right, right. So, but
6: it's just, it's just awesome seeing them grow up and it's like a mini-you.
2: Yeah, they're definitely mini-you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's, that's a fact. That's a fact. Data? What do you think one of the most important things, you know, being a father?
4: Um,
2: for me, it's
4: teaching my children um, that they are somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, teaches them values, as as Raina was saying. Um, now in, we
2: hear, baby, that's that's, yeah. that's, Ren's. that's Ren's. youngest that's son.
6: But
4: um, just, just teaching them life. I, I, I try to uh, really teach my children how to, um, I'm trying to, how to live a godly life. Let me put it mm-hmm, that way. Mm-hmm. How, how to really live life and win. Uh-huh. That, that's my biggest thing. How to live life and win, and win. Yeah. to where they don't have to go through some of the things that maybe I've been through or have to go through things that we see other uh, kids, you know, people go through uh, here in Texas. We've been having, uh, we just had, a, you know, a shooting at the, at the high school. So things like uh, asking my children, you know, are you afraid to go to school? Yeah. You know, different things like that. So just teaching them, life, teaching them how to communicate with other people, teaching them the the real meaning of love, uh, teaching them how to value themselves, and and uh, so those those things I take pride or take joy. And, and spending time with my children and communicating and talking with them.
2: So what is the thing that you love the most about being a dad? The thing I love most about being a dad... Because you have two girls. I have two girls. And a boy. And a boy. Uh-huh. Uh,
4: so I get both sides. There you go. Um, the thing I love most about being a dad... Um, I guess... Yeah, it's kind of hard. Yeah. I think the most the most is just um, looking into their eyes and can see that they feel loved and protected.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: That's, that's, that's the biggest thing for me.
3: Wow.
4: wow. To be able to look in their eyes and see that they really feel
6: loved and they really feel protected.
3: Wow. Wow.
6: Another thing is uh, whenever you're praying, it, it, it's good to pray with your kids. And because you're teaching them, teaching them a relationship with God, and it's also when there's more than one, you're gonna be on a, a stronger accordance mm-hmm. with 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 God. And prayer is powerful, but um, you're teaching your kids to let God fight the battles and rely on God to fight the battles that you can't do yourself. In the in the natural, in the spiritual, you can you can go to
2: war. When you uh, think about some of the places, like in your own lives, because we all make mistakes, um, what is that one thing as a father that you do not want your kids, you, you don't want them, uh, you don't want them to have to experience? You you really want, you know, when we look back at our lives and we say, you know what, um, I did this, I don't, I don't want them, I don't want them to get lost here. What is that one thing? I mean, like that, if you could have that one thing that you'd like to, like, say, no, not mine. What is it? And I'm talking about based on just your own life, not not someone else.
6: Mine is um, falling a victim to the streets. Like, nothing's going to come good from the streets. Like, it, it's best to go get your education and become something in life. And, and the streets, you're not going to, you either gonna end. They always told me when I was younger, you either gonna end up in a jailhouse or a graveyard. And now that I'm getting older, I honestly believe that that's true because nothing's gonna come from nothing good is gonna come from the street. Like you just gonna get hurt or even worse, killed. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, it, it's becoming a victim of the streets.
2: How about you, David?
4: Uh, for me, I, I look at how I struggled with. Uh, with confidence and, and kind of self-worth. I, I really looked, uh, for my dad and my grandfather to really be that kind of guide for my life. And, and I fell into the ideas in the life that they wanted me to have instead of going after the things that I really felt that I wanted to pursue in life. So that's why I teach my children self-worth and confidence and and I try not to impose what I feel like they should be, versus more figuring out the things that intrigue them and investing into those things. It's like my like my son. Um, he decided that he wanted to quit playing football. Well, that broke my that, that that broke my heart. It did because we you know I come from a family of, of right. football players. You know my dad had the opportunity to play pros. My uncle played pros. You know so I played football. You know I I, I, I had this vision. Of growing up and watching, this and he's good. He's fast. He's a quarterback. We have never had a quarterback, you know. So I'm, I'm going through all these things in my head. So when he told me that, you know, and I'm that kind of dad that, you know, he wants we, we're going to get the best cleats. We're going to have the matching wristband. We're going to have the matching. But you know, when he shows up, he, he's going to look like uh, Vince Young. Oh, <laughs> you know, he's going, you know, I'm, I'm going to have him right. You know, we're watching videos and I'm teaching him out. Because that's one thing I know how to do, and that's League really football. So I'm teaching him all this. So when he said, "With that, I don't play anymore," I was like. You know, and and it took my middle daughter. She said, "Well, daddy, I mean, it, it, we all want to go watch and play, but if he don't want to play, <laughs> you
1: know."
4: And I'm like, "Yeah, baby, you're right." But it's
3: like, dad, I know we all want to go
4: watch and play. So, right. You know, so I didn't pull on it. So he says to me, he says, "Well,
3: you know, I think I want to do music." Hmm. Now I'm
4: thinking, like, <laughs> I, I don't know, not one musician, right? right like, you know, right. But
3: right. what my wife and I did
4: is we took the time to invest. So he wanted a guitar. Mm -hmm. And he just didn't want one. He wanted two. So he had two guitars. He had the keyboard. So we put him in music lessons. Mm -hmm. So we invested in those things that he felt that he wanted to do, those things that he was interested
2: in. Right, right. Wow, wow. All right, so um, as fathers, what is that one word of advice that you would like to give to a man that is not towing the
6: Don't neglect your children. Like, pay attention to the signs and everything that's going on. Pay attention to your kids, because, like, with so much that's going on in the world and the shootings and schools and all that, like, I honestly... Can't see how the mom or the dad is not aware of what's going on. Uh, you have to pay attention to your children. I know that everybody has their me time where they go isolate and all that, but you still have to pay attention to the signs that your
2: kids are showing. So pay attention would be here. Yeah. Pay yeah. Attention, pay attention. All right. David? Um,
4: they need you more than you think. Yeah. They, they, really, they really need you to be there at some capacity. They they need their father there. If it if it's if it's nothing but love or support or so they need that your children need you.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: They need you in their lives. Wow. In some capacity.
2: Wow. We see that. There's been a generation that was not raised by their fathers. Um and they were really just kind of raised by their moms and and uh, men I, I know this for a fact now not because I'm a God, but because I'm raising sons. And um, it's important. I remember my oldest son saying, uh, you know, like, because my husband, he works uh, out of town still, uh, traveling and so on and so forth. And um, I remember my old son one day got in trouble by me, and he said, I didn't know. Um, I'm trying to do everything that pop tells me to do. And so when he said that, something kind of hit me like, you really don't have a clue that that was something you should not have done uh, that men do this and um and so yeah it was it was crazy that moment actually was a very eye opening moment for me as a female to see you know yeah, definitely you know the boys for sure they they need their fathers, and female is the same they, they need a, they need their fathers to be involved. In their, in their lives Sharita what would you like to say what's, what's that thing that you really um, that you hold dear or that you, you really feel is important with David being you know the role not just being their biological father but really just the role you know uh, identity Identity. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. I think um, not just our son but our daughters too it gives them a sense of uh, identity Mm-hmm. Um, something I can uh, you know I, I can look at as 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 a model mm-hmm. um, so yeah I think identity mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah.
2: when you were growing up did you have that identity
3: I did it mm-hmm. um, and, and the funny thing is my, my dad was there mm-hmm. I knew my dad um, um, he was around he was there physically mm-hmm. um, but he had an addiction and mm-hmm. so uh, he was addicted to drugs, so he was in and out of, of, of jail or rehab, um, and so I, I think I, I didn't get that, I didn't get that until, I was an adult, you know, that, that identity. So, um, so yeah, no, I, I didn't have that, and, and I'm I'm so grateful, um, and that was one of the things that as you know, growing up or a teenager, I'm saying, you know, I want I want my children's father, not to just be there physically,
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, but to be there, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, emotionally mm-hmm. or, um, so that they can have that, uh, that, that inner sense of, of, of knowing who I am,
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know, I'm um, mm-hmm. not just some random person or abandoned or rejected or any of those things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that they're worth, they're, that they're worth the sacrifice, mm-hmm. they're worth mm-hmm.
2: it. hmm Yeah, when you, um, when they can, uh, when they have that male that's in the house uh, and he's not just there, because there are many that say, you know, yeah, my father was there, but Mm -hmm. he worked all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my father was there, but he never talked to us or he never engaged with us. You know, it was my mom who we interact Mm -hmm. with, you know, like all the time. It makes a big difference. You can see the difference even in children um, you know, that were raised, you know, like that. And one of the things I remember, uh, a young man making a comment, you know, about his, his manhood, you know, because he wasn't raised with his dad as if something was lacking, not that he wasn't a man, but like when he was talking to other men, you know, in out of frustration, he was like basically saying, I know you think I'm weak because I was raised, you know, just, you know, by my mom, you know? And so, uh, and I remember just kind of that just kind of you know like going, "My goodness, what in the world would that have to do with anything?" but I think subconsciously, when there is not a an active male figure there in the home, you know um it 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 kind of brings those kind of things you know up and and out of us you know we uh we have a couple of minutes left uh for the show, um and we have a guest that's here today um that's kind of listening in. Um, Amon Need, you've been with us before. How important do you feel it is for the father to be active in the home? I'll give you one of my two minutes, and uh, and you can you can quickly say that. Uh, I think just like you was saying that uh, it
5: gives uh, it gives identity, and it shows like future, especially especially as a son. Uh, there's stuff that only my mom can teach me, but there's stuff that my dad has to teach me that I need to know for me to be able to be the man that God has called me to be. I mean, luckily in my life, I mean, I know what my father is. Uh, he was, he didn't live with me when I was younger, but luckily I've had men, men of God in my life to kind of point me in the direction of the right way to go. But it's important because yeah, it does give. Gives that child identity and it gives him self worth. Uh, there's stuff that I'm having to overcome now, as far as confidence wise, that I, I believe if my dad was in the house with me when I was growing up, that I wouldn't have those issues now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not saying that I can't.
2: That you can't move past can't it. Move but past it just it. made your journey a little yeah, bit harder. A little bit harder. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
5: And I'm pretty sure there's
2: other men. Oh, yeah, thousands.
5: Of people, thousands of people. Mm-hmm.
2: Men and women, like that. that's right But it's yeah. cool
5: though because now we get the opportunity to, to change that Right it's Like now that I'm aware of that, okay, now let's let's change that
2: out. Wow Well, look guys, I want to just welcome uh, our couples And thank you for that last minute input, uh, 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 Amantre um, But I want to thank you guys for giving us the time And coming and being part of the show today I feel like uh, what you said it was very valuable, and I thank you for sharing your uh, personal lives with people that I feel will glean mightily from it. Um, I want to just again thank uh, our listening audience as well as our live studio audience. Give it up for yourselves right now. And uh, I'd like to give another shout out. And we are out of here. This is refresh. Have a good one.